0: Welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicars.com. My name is Abhishek and the subject of this issue's cover uh, has been all over primetime television for over a month. If you followed the IPL, you would know what dream level is and uh, it's not the first time that they've been around. They've been uh, here for a while and we'll hear more about it from Naini Thagar, the cover story author who investigated what makes the company tick. She joins us on the other line. Hi Nani. great to have you again.
1: Hi Abhishek, good to be back
0: thank you and uh, one of the things that caught my attention was dream11 is older than uh, we
1: think so it was actually founded in 2008 post that they started working on a model which uh, tanked completely back then uh, essentially unlike what it is right now it was a one team kind of a format so season long so through the ipl there's just one uh, fantasy team that you create so basically you you pick players uh, accordingly it was a free uh, it was a completely free model which was uh, essentially run through ads and for obvious reasons it tanked because back then uh, they wouldn't get ad money on time and um, you know, having creating one uh, team for the entire season, I think didn't work out quite well as well as they thought it would. So they decided to set up a separate business while there were about eight to nine people still continuously trying to update Dream Eleven, get the product better. Because I think Harsh and Bhavit, they always knew that. This is a product that eventually will take off in India. While it isn't right now, uh, it eventually will. So they didn't want to shut the product down entirely. Uh, so they continued uh, developing that. And in the meantime, they set up what today is popularly known as a digital marketing agency. They started doing social media pages. I think that back then social media had just started picking up. Facebook was the big thing back then uh, and uh, then they started handling Mumbai Indians Facebook page through Mumbai Indians then they got Adidas and a couple of very big uh, players and the company I think started growing there. So that was their I mean their cash cow back then. Finally they sold off the digital marketing agency which was back then called Red Digital to another agency and used that that money to kind of fund uh, dream
0: 11 entirely so yeah that journey that you just talked about also involved some 150 uh, uh, odd venture capitalists saying no to them uh, yeah. is, is what i read so what what was their reasoning so where is it that were they too ahead of their time at the beginning and what made a few vcs that you also interviewed for the story change their mind or see their point of view
1: it's, it's quite interesting in fact uh, from 2012 to 2014 um, in fact harsh went to Colombia, particularly because he thought that, you know, he wants to kind of um, speak to VCs, not just in India, but in the US as well, uh, both in the valley and alley, as he called it, you know, he reached out to a bunch of people. So now the Indian guys just told him that this is a foreign concept and in India. Mein fantasy koi um, And back then, if you remember, it was all about flipkart and you know these e-commerce like snap deal. i think e-commerce was like buzzword back then the way web 3 is today so most people then told them why don't you do e-commerce like why are you doing fantasy this is not going to work here and uh, he spoke about um, you know this concept called super selector which joy racharya had started back then and it for obvious reasons, it tanked. But Harsh and Bhavik continued to, you know, he, they, they told us, in fact, and unfortunately, I couldn't include it in the story, but they told us that, you know, even today we called um, Joy Bhattacharya the, what was the word he said? that he like I mean, he's the guy who kind of brought fantasy to India. But they, they, they suggested that probably the timing wasn't right. And that's why it tanked back then. Maybe that was one of the reasons. But for whatever reasons, the VCs in India just felt like this this isn't something that will work um, in India, which is again what he said, that VCs have FOMO, it's the biggest driving factor in the industry. Uh, so if there's one person who invests in you, then the entire lot starts doing that. So we- all about getting that one person to make a bet on them, and that happened to be uh, Vani Kola, um, and and I had a lovely chat with her uh, for about twenty minutes, where she was, I mean, she literally started the conversation of saying that you know, um, Harsh is my is one of my favorite people in the world. So she was really so impressed with him. You know, she always thought that he was very mature for his age, and another thing was that um, I think she she felt that he was one of those entrepreneurs who's very openly wanting to talk about risks unlike a lot of other people and he had a set game plan as to how he plans to deal with it and and you know like a long term vision of the kind of future that he wants to be which is what uh, drew him to him and felt like you know she felt like okay this is something that uh, you know we want to bet on and clearly it worked out very very well for them the market is
0: huge isn't it 34600 crore rupees already is is what you you write uh, the addressable market as long as somebody has a smartphone a uh, decent internet connection can be your target audience and whoever loves sports or uh, wants to make a buck
1: yeah absolutely I feel like it's it involves um, skill it's literally about having skin in the game right like when you're watching a match and and I tell you this out of personal experience because I'm an avid Dream user and a big cricket fan so you know when you're watching a, a match it's it's fun I mean it's interesting the minute you have your fantasy sport or, or your fantasy team that you've made and uh, you know barring the money factor it's all about like okay this is the player I've selected this is the player my, my opponent has selected how well will my player do you know you're really looking for not just a team but particular players because that's what it's all about and even when it comes to the selection of these players it's about the kind of pitch that uh, that is there the kind of that that is there all the technicalities involved within that space and, and really understanding and that's not just the case with uh with cricket of course I mean cricket in, in our country is like a, you know I mean synonymous to sport but not just cricket you know there are there are uh, fans who are who are I mean there are football fans they have uh fantasy spots now for hockey for uh baseball even and, and a bunch of any any team sport um that is played in India or uh out of India as well they I mean they have uh you can make a fantasy team for that, so I think that's it is quite interesting. And yeah, you're right. I mean, you do end up making a buck or two out of that. So that. How do they run their
0: outfit? Uh, these are young blokes who've been around for a while, and how's the culture? You had a chance, I guess, to uh, go to their office. Uh- yeah. Uh, so how, how big is the team and how is the culture generally there
1: oh, it's it's crazy I mean like the minute and in fact we went to their older office they're moving to um, much bigger and a new office I think in BKC soon uh, but but the minute you enter it's just like all uh, I mean there's, there's sports everywhere uh, and, I, and I really wish I could have, I could have written more about how uh, crazy uh, the office is you know like the, the doors that are there like the, it's literally like a stadium and there are uh, tiny uh, doors that they've created there are, there are balls hanging from the top like literally cricket balls uh that are hanging from the top of the wall uh there are tiny these doors kind of a thing that they've made out of stumps like literally put put out there and like you see the walls there is like a massive walls with ball with I think six to eight uh screens like large uh tv put out there with stats running constantly like I'm sure like every millisecond it's it's changing all their meeting rooms are named after either massive stadiums or uh, cricket or football teams so it's literally everywhere and i feel like every employee out there uh probably just resonates or is just a massive massive uh sports fan so it's very much like a like a typical startup you can sleep there there's the tiny beds out there um so, so you know the energy is literally very much uh startup uh like a, like a new age startup what
0: are some of their revenue sources or you know revenue model is it uh, entirely from consumers or gone are the days when they would do odd jobs as you said of handling uh, a facebook page for a cricket team uh, right. so what are the primary sources of revenue
1: it's entirely consumers abhishek i mean the majority of it of course i mean they now they've expanded not just of course sign sports is one but they've expanded outside of uh, fantasy sports to things like merchandising via uh, fan code then they have something called uh, Dream Set Go which does travel experience but even now the cash car very much is uh, Dream 11 because I mean the sheer number of users they have over almost 150 million users and, and you know they're just increasing by the day and uh, as for what these guys were mentioning you know the, the ISL is coming back the company. Uh, the leagues are coming back so those are just going to encourage people to create more teams and uh, you know sort of create that sporting culture that India lacks so it's very much you know a cut of you know whatever amount that, that the user kind of puts into uh, their wallet or uses to you know create these fantasy teams um, so it's just that but yeah it's all the money that's coming from uh from the platform and this they're no longer they don't have ads anymore clean platform in that sense so it's entirely their users and their consumers that are paying money for it
0: and it's got uh, big enough for the government to take notice of the entire industry itself and there has been a chatter among ministers to increase the gst from 18 yes. percent to 28 percent. how has that been received uh, yeah. and how does that impact then.
1: So I think it's still in, um, as for as my knowledge, it's still under, I mean, the, there are conversations that are happening. Um, so right now, the GST is being charged on the platform fee, which is termed as uh, gross gaming revenue, GGR, instead of the entire amount. Uh, pulled in for a game, so apparently there is some chatter on the. There's a confusion on what this, you know, 28% is going to be uh, charged on. Uh, so if they continue following the same method of charging, you know, on. Uh, the the, the the platform fee which is the GPR, then people aren't too worried they're saying that then it's only like a 10% rise but if it's on something else um, like Harsh mentioned like if it's on your top line uh then it's going to be a problem for them. And then they're saying that, you know, that might just kill the entire industry and directly affect the government in a sense that, uh, you know, they, they claim that the industry pays about $1 billion in tax, you know. And if uh, it starts affecting their top lines and they have to pay money, um, then the taxes are obviously going to reduce and indirectly going to affect the government. So right now, the I mean, I think it's still under conversation. And uh, I mean, of course, there are people like, Ramesh Kailasam who have uh, put out you know sort of recommendations to state that ideally you should continue charging uh, 18% only because I think 15 to 18% is what uh, globally also people charge ta- taxes as for um, fantasy sports and you should continue doing that uh, but uh, I mean let's wait and watch as to what happens. right now this is what has been spoken about.
0: And and while that decision uh, is not under anyone's control uh, not least uh, folks like or companies like Dream 11. How do they, uh, the last one is, uh, what's next in store for them in in terms of what is it that they can control? Where do they want to take uh, their company next uh, into uh, plans for acquisitions or expansions? What do they have in mind in the next uh, few months or a couple of years down the line, if you had a chance to find that out?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the company is very much profitable now. Um, so uh, I think they were waiting for the company to turn profita- to profitable to really start investing. And in fact, they I mean, there's just one acquisition that they've made, which is uh, in the space of gaming. It's a Pune-based gaming company called Rolocule Games. And now they've uh, rebranded it to Dream Game Studios. So via that, they're planning to enter the multiverse um, and gaming in the multiverse and actually get into the space of, you know, creating a game like a FIFA for football, something like that. Um, so that's their next big thing in the gaming space. I think that's where they want to get into. But yeah, apart from that, uh, you know, they I think what Harsh mentioned was that we want to make products or do whatever it takes to make sports better, right? So it's not just... Gaming, or it's not just sports. They are also planning to get into fitness tech, and they in fact have made a couple of acquisitions. I think there's a NFT platform called Rario. There's a esports platform called So Strong. A community-based fitness brand called Fitter. So, uh, as as of what uh, these guys said, that you know we've uh, we were waiting for these last year and a half of the pandemic madness to stop, so we can go shopping, and they're just getting started. So uh, I think we can expect a lot more acquisitions, a lot more investments from their end, because clearly they have uh, enough and more cash flow on them that they can invest. Um, and I think they want to keep growing. Um, so I think we can expect a lot more coming their way in terms of acquisitions.
0: And we'll wait for you to cover them in the future if uh, something big comes along. Thank you again, uh, Nani, for your time on this podcast. It was great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Abhishek. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you. And uh, all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and on Spotify, Stitcher, Google and Apple podcasts and or any other app that you use to download such content and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription message Forbes to 51818